Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, folks. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. We're in John, the 20th chapter. And uh, we're having the various encounters that Jesus had after he was resurrected from the dead. Uh, in the Gospel of John, we've seen uh, Mary Magdalene. <clears throat> we've seen Jesus appear to disciples. And a profound, profound passage out of John chapter 20 we looked at in the last episode. So make sure you uh, keep that before your mind right there, particularly that John 20, 22 part. Now we're going to start with the 24th verse today of John chapter 20. And it said this, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. And so, as I said in the last episode, uh, for whatever reason, we don't know why, but uh, Thomas wasn't there. And uh, remember, Judas had already left, so it was probably down to 10 of the disciples, of the apostolic type of disciples, but you would have others around, okay? Didymus also is an interesting thing because the word actually means a double or twin. And it was like the surname of Thomas. So uh, people think that he had a twin, which would make sense since they called him that, all right? So he wasn't there, verse 20. So the other disciples were saying to him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and put my finger in the place of the nails and put my hand into the side, I will not believe. Okay? Now, Thomas wasn't there. The other disciples report to him. We don't know exactly when they reported this to him. Jesus appeared to them on the first day. On the first day, he was resurrected. So at some point in time, and I think it was rather quickly, subsequently thereafter, they say this to Thomas. And he is just, uh, I mean, he's belligerent. Look at what he says. Unless I see in his hand the imprint of the nails and put my fingers in the place of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So he knew what all had happened. And he knew what had happened to him. He knew what had occurred. You know, quite often people uh, call him Doubting Thomas. Uh, there wasn't doubt right here. There was anguish. There was fear. There was lack of belief. Yeah, because he says, I will not believe. Okay, I'm not going to believe unless I see this. But can you imagine the range of emotions? Okay, the range of emotions that were, that was going through all these disciples. So verse 26 says this. After eight days... His disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Well, after eight days from what? Well, I suspect it's after eight days from the time they had told Thomas right here, okay? That Thomas had said, nope, I'm not going to believe. Jesus came, the doors having been shut, and stood in their midst and said, peace be with you, just like he had done before. He appears to them through the door, through the wall. He doesn't have to, I mean, they don't have to open anything. He just appears. Verse 27, then he said to Thomas, Reach here with your finger and see my hands. And reach here your hand and put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, can you imagine? <coughs> I mean, you want to go poor Thomas. I mean, you really do. Because there's some interesting things going on here. Aside from the fact that Jesus is just appearing, what did Jesus just quote back to Thomas? He just spoke right back to him the very words that Thomas has said. Hey, reach here with your fingers and see my hands and reach with your hand and put it in my side and do not be unbelieving but 
believing. He knew what Thomas had said. He knew what Thomas was thinking because he is God. The Father, the Son, the Spirit, they're one, they're God. And so here Jesus is not saying this with any malintent or being malicious in any way. He's doing what we're going to see him doing with Peter later on. He's restoring him. And he's just telling him point blank, do not be unbelieving, but believe. He believed before, but now it's so hard to believe because he's dead. Now I'm gone, and he appears to everybody else, but he doesn't appear to me. And I'm not too sure that most of us wouldn't have reacted that same way. I can say, I'm not going to believe until I see it. I'm not going to believe y'all are having mass hysteria, which is uh, actually a theological uh, explanation that some people try to give to what happened with Jesus. Isn't that crazy? Jesus tells him, be believing. Verse 28 now. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, because you've seen me, have you believed? Blessed are those who do not see and yet believe. So Jesus was acknowledging, yeah, now you see me, you believe. That's okay, you believe. It's still true faith. He said, but boy, blessed, truly blessed are those, that would be us, who believe and yet they do not see. Now let me read the last two verses of this chapter. This is John chapter 20 because it brings everything together. Verse 30 says this, therefore, and we've actually covered this before because these verses right here are the uh, explanation for why John wrote this account, why he wrote this book. And you need to pay attention to this when you do any type of biblical study. You need to know why this was written to. You need to know who wrote it, why it was written, who it was written to. These are all very important things. So verse 30 says this, Therefore, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which were not written in this book. So John's acknowledging right here, now this is not a comprehensive thing. He did a lot of other stuff. Okay, he likes to say uh, later on. I, I suppose there are so many things that he did that all the books of the world wouldn't hold it. You know, a little hyperbole there. But he was saying he did many other signs. Then verse thirty-one. But these, these what? These signs have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. You know, quite often you'll hear it said that um, when someone is newly saved, they're a new believer, they'll say, well, where do I need to start the Bible? And, some, and people will quite often say, well, you need to read the Gospel of John. Well, here's why. Because it was written specifically for this reason, that people would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. How did John go about bringing forth that belief? By revealing some of the signs and writing about some of the signs. There are actually seven signs. And they're the various things that we've covered throughout uh, the entire account so far. And these are signs that Jesus performed. That he actually did these things in the presence of the disciples. But there were many, many, many others that he did not do. But these have been written so that you believe that Jesus is the Christ. He's Yeshua HaMashiach. That you'll believe that he's the Son of God and that believing you may have life in his name. In other words, that you're going to believe unto life. See, the demons believe. James says that. As a matter of fact, we're going to do James here pretty soon, I think. And um, the demons believe. Okay, The demons acknowledge that Jesus is who is, but they do not believe and have life unto salvation. Here it says that you believe that you may have life in his name. 
That's the reason the account was written. That's the reason that the signs were given. Uh, the greatest sign is a resurrection from the dead and the various things that we're told here in this gospel about that. Well, probably after this episode right here, jump over into some other uh, portions of the scripture and get a little more insight about what happened in these last days. But let me ask you to do this. Examine yourself. Second Corinthians says to do that. Examine yourself to see if you be of the faith. You may be a very good person. You may be in a church your entire life. You may say that you believe, but the Spirit's drawing you and the Spirit's nudging you and the Spirit's convicting you, and you're finding out that you've had a false faith and you've had a false belief. But as you've gone through John, as you've seen these truths right here, you realize, wait a minute, I really, really believe this now. <laughs> you know, Lord, thank you. I repent. I confess. And, you know, and you find out, wait a minute, today's the day of salvation. You know, now I will be baptized with full understanding and full belief. Okay. So anyway, take it for the Lord and see what he says about that. Because it's a great thing that the Lord has done for us in bringing forth this gospel with these signs to where we would believe. Again, I'm Dale and I'll see you again next time.